Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to Healing Virtues, our Animal Reiki Practitioner Code of Ethics course. And tonight is lesson two. Ways to cultivate the wisdom of the heart, finding and listening to your inner power, courage, and strength. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so um, tonight we're going to work on, um, we'll discuss and meditate on uh, this section of the Code of Ethics. So I'll start tonight by reading this section, and then we're going to do some meditations and kind of talk about each section separately. In working on myself, I follow these practices. I incorporate the five Reiki precepts into my daily life and Reiki practice. I commit myself to a daily practice of self-healing and spiritual development so that I can be a clear and strong channel for healing energy. I nurture a belief in the sacred nature of all beings and in the value and depth of animal kind as our partners on this planet. I listen to the wisdom of my heart, remembering that we are all one. So as we go through the lesson today, I'm going to touch upon each of these um, different points in kind of in different ways and um, give you guys a chance to also um, comment or ask questions on those um, different uh, points. And so let's begin, um, well, and first of all, talking about, you know, this whole section. So in lesson one, we really talked about um, sort of our our inner commitments um, that we hold and our, our sort of overall principles that we hold as animal Reiki practitioners. And now going into more in depth to the Code of Ethics, this is about working on yourself. And so that's where we begin, is with ourselves. And as, as animal Reiki practitioners, sometimes we Im- imagine that we begin with the animals. But actually with Reiki, we begin with ourselves, and that is the most important component. And so the four pieces of working on ourselves, these four practices that we're going to talk about tonight, is a way for you to create the strongest space for your heart to find its strength and wisdom, courage, power, and healing. Your heart is really the center of your practice. At least when you come from uh, a very balanced, healthy space with the animals, you come from that wisdom of the heart. And so that, again, starts with our own self-practice. So um, to begin with, um, we're going to talk about incorporating the five precepts into our daily life and our Reiki practice. And I want to start by um, doing a meditation. And so for that meditation, if you can find um, just a comfortable position to sit. And if your animals are around you, that's awesome. They can join in. And if not, you can just bring them to your heart and mind. 
to share this beautiful space or dedicate this practice to them. And make sure that your spine is nice and straight, your shoulders and arms are relaxed. And place your hands, palms up on your lap. Relax your entire body as you breathe deeply a few times. Now we're going to take 10 breaths together and on each inhale, feel the energy of the earth coming up from the earth into your, the base of your spine and up into your heart. And on each exhale, imagine you can release any emotions, fears, and worries that you may have. I'm breathing in the strength of the earth to your heart and breathing out, releasing fears, emotions, and worries. And with each successive breath, feel more and more stillness and stability within you. Breathing in and breathing out at your own pace. Feeling yourself bringing that earth energy up unifying with the earth and breathing out with love and light. Any worries and fears can just be dissipated into the strength of the earth. The earth can easily hold that with love. I'm breathing in the grounding and strength and breathing out. I'm breathing in and breathing out. Feel how you're becoming calmer and more peaceful with each breath. And when you reach your 10th breath, then you can relax and just sit in that beautiful space of earth energy and stability. Feel how calm and balance the spaces. You're fully supported by the earth. And now I'd like you to simply invite your animal to share the space with you. Just set your intent to open your heart and invite them to share this calm, grounded space. Let's recite the Reiki precepts in your mind and in your heart. For today only, do not anger. Do not worry. Be humble. 
honest. Be compassionate to yourself and others. And let's bring these precepts into our heart and our mind. And let's contemplate what they mean to your life. How do your animals teach you to let go of anger and worry? How do they show you humility and honesty and compassion? Perhaps your animals model these qualities for you, being a living embodiment of them. And how can it help you as a caretaker to your beloved animal? How can it help you to be truly present for them if you let go of anger? And worry. You come from a place of humility and honesty. And if you're compassionate with yourself and others, how does that help you to help your animals? Allow your mind and heart to contemplate. you to take a moment to thank your animal for being a teacher of healing in your life and feel that gratitude embracing both you and your animal. And let go of any expectations. No need to worry about what needs to be healed. Just relax into this beautiful space of gratitude. If you feel your mind wandering, go back to the breath, breathing in earth energy into your heart. And allowing any worries or fears to release with love and light back into the earth. Remember to let go of the doing of healing and the most powerful healing you can offer right now in this moment is to just bring all your awareness and energy here now. Open your heart and just be.
today only. Do not anger. Do not worry. Be humble. Be honest. Be compassionate. And now, setting your intention to finish, again, giving gratitude to the animals for sharing this space with you. And take a nice, deep breath and slowly come back and open your eyes. As we contemplate incorporating the five Reiki precepts into our daily life and Reiki practice, I want to talk about something that I call the radiance of Reiki. And this is the healing space that Reiki creates around us in every single moment. And that comes from our practice of Reiki, but even more centrally comes really from the Reiki precepts. So the word Reiki, we can translate that as uh, spiritual energy, which kind of points towards your inner self, your inner essence, which is compassion. And one of the misunderstandings of the way Reiki works is that we are somehow doing something to somebody else, manipulating energy or, you know, um, interfering, I guess, somehow in somebody else's journey and path. But from a traditional viewpoint, Reiki is really seen as a personal spiritual path to rediscover our own inner self-healing power. And when we learn how to do that for ourselves, it creates a certain radiance of healing around us from which others can benefit. So animals, as we know, are so sensitive to our inner state. They know when we're angry. They know when we're worried. They know when we're stressed. We can't hide it from them. And on the other hand, they can also sense when we're balanced, when we're peaceful, when we're compassionate and joyful. And that space is our true essence our true inner self. And that's what Reiki techniques help us get back into in touch with so that we can then support our animals. So who are we then if we're trying to get back in touch with who we are so that we can create this healing space? Who are we? I think it's something that we learn how to hide um, from when we're young. We build a lot of walls. We wear a lot of masks as human beings. And this brings us back to the precepts because a lot of our walls uh, and our masks that we wear are built from anger. They are made out of worry and fear. They are constructed by our ego. Um, And when we aren't honest with our true self, 
and when we're not compassionate to ourselves and others, those are the building blocks of these walls that separate us from our beautiful inner light, our beautiful essence that is always perfect, always healing, always strong. It's interesting, I think, it's so difficult to reconnect because we start out as children very open and then we build these walls and the older we get, the more difficult it becomes to reconnect. But not only with ourselves, but with the world. Think about how connected we are technologically and yet in our own lives. So disconnected with who we are. And so we need to remember how to reconnect We need to lower those walls so that we can open our hearts again. When we do that, we remember our our inner true self, which is compassion. And we remember our true purpose on this earth, which is to help others. And of course, our animals are guides for us. They help us to remember this. Just as I spoke of in the meditation we just did with the five precepts, You know, they either embody those precepts for us or they inspire us to live in the precepts so that we can help them. So they are, you know, very wonderful guides for us. So if we want to start rediscovering ourselves, we can look for help in the precepts. We can look for help in the companionship of our animals. And we can also look in that Space of quiet where we stop doing and we remember how to be. And that's really difficult to do in today's world, to just stop, be present, breathe deeply. So do this for a moment with me. Let's let go of everything. Just close your eyes and let's take a few deep breaths. Just be here right now. Sit in this space right now and breathe and be with yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, without judgment. Just notice how you feel. Where are you in this moment? And now open your eyes. And that wasn't so easy, was it? You probably felt some other thoughts coming in, even in just that brief, (laughs) you know, breathing. But maybe you could also feel a little shift towards peacefulness with that breath. And that peacefulness is always there under the surface. We just have to stop once in a while (laughs) to remember it. And our animals really help us to do that because they are always present. So like when I'm, um, you know, standing in the pasture with my horse, it's very easy for me to be totally present in that moment and that, you know, the sounds, the smells, you know, all of my senses engaged and just really being there, not thinking about anything else. So that is a space where it becomes easier to uncover our true self inside. Imagine if we could be our true self and be completely, fully present in every moment. Imagine how healing that would be. We would remember 
that we're all one, that we're all connected. This would cause a beautiful overflowing of gratitude and compassion and healing. So this awareness of the present moment connects us to so many other things. It connects us to our animals. It connects us to our own true self. And it connects us to our purpose on earth, this purpose, beautiful purpose of healing others or helping others. And this is the true healing power of Reiki. Reiki helps us to uncover our beautiful light and radiate it outward to help others just as the sun nourishes the earth. There are so many beautiful meditation techniques in Reiki and all of them help us break through the walls we've built so that we can connect and remember. Reiki also focuses on the mindfulness where we train our awareness to come back here and now. So if we have an open heart and a peaceful mind, that creates a beautiful healing radiance. It spreads around you. It spreads, starts within you, then it spreads to everyone around you, especially your animals. So we need to practice the five precepts every day. The five precepts help us to continue to come back to our center, to our true self. We have to practice that deep Reiki breathing every day. That helps us, strengthens our ability to radiate compassion more constantly so that these qualities then stay with us even when we meet a crisis. You know, sometimes it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm totally in the precepts. I'm feeling really great because life is good. But, you know, when something difficult happens, now how are we doing? If we have been practicing, then it becomes easier to keep our balance, to keep our center and not get knocked over and so scattered um, when we face a difficulty. And so that's why practicing every day is so important. And I kind of see practice in two ways. I see it as a formal practice where we actually sit down or we stand with our animals or we walk with our dogs and we actually do that Reiki-focused practice, whether it's reciting the precepts and focusing on them and contemplating them, whether it is doing your heart breathing, um, whether it is um, focusing on the symbols or chanting the mantras or whatever your Reiki practice is, that formal practice I think is really important. But I also see practicing Reiki is also about the five precepts and choosing a precept when it would be very easy to not choose the precept. So in a moment where you normally would react in anger, to focus and remember the precept and to let go of the anger. Or in a moment when you would normally go down the spiraling into fear and worry, instead focusing on the precept and allowing that fear to leave. When you would normally get um, caught up in being really hard on yourself, instead remember the Reiki precept and choose to be compassionate to yourself in those moments. So those little, tiny little choices in our daily life, that is also your Reiki practice. And the more you do it in those tiny little ways, the more that will strengthen your formal meditation that you do um, in, you know, in a bigger way. If you want to, you know, sit down with your cat for 30 minutes, you know, that's great. But you have to also do those small little practices all the time 
that is what will really strengthen that beautiful light and the animals will see it and they will come to you. They will, you'll be an animal magnet. They'll want to be with you. We'll be radiating this peacefulness and put our animals at ease. And um, that kind of brings me into our second point, which is I commit myself to a daily practice of self-healing and spiritual development so I can be a clear, strong channel for healing energy. And I want to um, do another little practice called um, the breath of light. And um, this is sort of about, we imagine that you are the light. You bring the light in, but eventually it reminds us you are the light. So in order to radiate this compassion and this peacefulness, I want you to um, follow, um, sit comfortably again, and relax your body and follow along here. You can rest your hands on your lap, however is comfortable. And as you inhale, visualize your breath as a beautiful healing light flowing in through your nose and filling your body all the way down to your lower belly. And as you exhale, imagine you can expand that light slowly out your skin and out into the space around you and into the universe. I'm breathing in, bringing that light through your nose all the way through your body to your lower belly. And breathing out, expanding this light in front of you, behind you, beneath you, above you. Beautiful healing bubble all around you. And breathing in the light, the hara, lower belly. And breathing out the light, expanding. And breathing in and breathing out. And breathing in and breathing out. And breathing in and breathing out. Feeling your edges soften a little bit into the light, becoming one with that light, and place your hands now, palms together in front of your heart, and feel the peace radiating from you. And setting your intention to finish, take a nice deep breath and slowly come back. So the breath is very important. The breath is the bridge between your physical self and your spirit. So if we can engage our mind with the five precepts and engage our physical body with this breath and this visualization, then we become a much stronger um, light. Our light shines much stronger. Um, it becomes easier for us to hold this light and this peace, even in difficult situations. And remember that 
breathing is good for your physical body, not just your spiritual body. So this is good for your spiritual body to help you remember you are the light, you are the universe. But also healthy breathing is good for your immune system, for your metabolism, for every single cell in your body. It seems so easy, but often we neglect it because of our anger. Like think about when you get angry, how you breathe, not healthy. Think about when you're worried, how your breath becomes, not healthy. So our breath is, uh, we can train our breath in the same way that we train our mind. And this can help us um, to uh, be a clear and strong healing force in the world. I'm going to um, unmute you guys for a moment and see if there are any questions or comments so far. Anybody want to share anything? You're all in the Reiki space, basking in the Reiki light. <laughs> we are. Good. All right, then I'll meet you guys again. And we'll move on to the third um, part of the Code of Ethics tonight, the third point that we're going to look at, and that is I nurture a belief in the sacred nature of all beings and in the value and depth of animal kind as our partners on this planet. So I want you to bring your practice into nature, into the world. And that's going to help you to nurture that sacred space with all beings, whether you are, you know, in a city, in an urban environment, and you see, you know, a lot of things that are not natural, you can still connect to your inner nature and to the inner hearts of the beings who are around you. Um, It's much easier to do if you are in nature, of course. Um, So when you practice, you can practice when you're sitting down. You can then practice when you're standing outdoors. You can also practice if you're standing in a park. You can also practice when you're walking. And as you do this practice, allow your senses to take in nature around you. Um, You know, birds, wildlife, insects, plants, trees. If you're in an urban environment, you know, with a lot of skyscrapers and there's not a lot of nature, look up at the sky the clouds and connect with that. Um, When you move, when you learn to walk as you meditate and stay mindful and breathe, you'll feel that your movement is supporting all of your body and sending healing through your arms and your legs. That nature around you is also going to support you. Um, And if you're walking with your dogs or with your horses, you'll notice that they will respond positively to the shift in your energy as well. I'm 
Another thing that I think is really important as um, Reiki practitioners to nurture this belief in sacred nature of all beings is to really think about your choices that you make in your life. Now, do this with compassion and kindness for yourself, but think about the choices that you make, um, you know, as a consumer in your life, as um, somebody who eats a lot of different things, and even if you make small little choices toward compassion and in a sacred way, um, you know, whatever that would be for you, think about doing that in all of your choices. Think about how those choices in your life impact animals and impact other beings and impact nature. You know, how can you have a softer footprint in your life? These kinds of small little choices have a big impact in the world if we all start to make them little by little by little. So um, that's something that I feel is it's not exactly your Reiki meditation, but it is a Reiki practice in the way that we follow the precepts and that we live with compassion for other beings. So I believe that thinking about and contemplating and making small steps towards compassion in every part of our life is really important. And that doesn't mean, again, that we um, have to be judgmental towards ourselves. It doesn't mean we have to be judgmental to others. This is about for ourselves in our own heart, you know, what feels good and right to us to live more compassionately all the time. So kind of a lot of what I've been talking about today is, is not just about, oh, I did Reiki for 30 minutes and now, you know, I went and started doing something else. It's more about bringing those precepts into our lives, including, you know, into all of our decisions that we make. And so we have to be, if we really believe that animals are sacred, and that they deserve our, our compassion, then we have to look beyond just our meditation practice and we have to look at our steps on this planet. And um, I love uh, Thich Nhat Hanh had a beautiful quote about um, kissing the earth, walk as if you're kissing the earth with your feet because the earth is your mother. And I always thought that was so beautiful if we walked every step with that kind of reverence and if we made every choice in our life with that kind of reverence, imagine how the world would heal. So I think um, that part of the Code of Ethics for me is really about um, how we nurture this sacredness in our world. And, and that will you know, look differently for everybody. And again, this is not coming from a place of judgment. It's coming from a place of compassion and open-heartedness. So that is where that can, if you can find that space within yourself and contemplate it, then it will, um, it will come naturally and you will find it easier to connect with the animals without judgment and see through the eyes of compassion. So we don't want to ever nurture judgment. We want to always nurture compassion with ourselves and, and with others. 
even as we work on, um, you know, creating a more compassionate, softer footprint in our lives with those around us and with, with our decisions, we can do that while seeing things with the eyes of compassion. And our Reiki practice really will help us stay into stay in, in that space. And so um, that kind of brings me to um, the fourth point tonight from the Code of Ethics, which is um, I listen to the wisdom of my heart, remembering that we're all one. So what Reiki's really teaching us, if we look at the real essence of the system, it's not really about healing bumps and bruises and illnesses, although those are wonderful byproducts of our practice because it does create this healing space. But what it's really about is reminding us that we're one with the universe, that we should live in harmony with the flow of the universe, that we should live in unison with our souls, with the earth, with all creatures, um, and that when we do, it's a naturally healing space. It's very changing, and, you know, this flow has movement and very changeable, but very healing. So this universal flow um, is what we feel when we're truly connected in our meditation practice, when we're sitting and we feel that peacefulness, that well-being that, that kind of surrounds us in our Reiki practice when we meditate. That's the universe. The universe can flow through us more easily into our lives and into the lives of the animals we love when we do our practice. And so we have to, again, letting go of our anger and our worry, letting go of our ego and opening our hearts with compassion. The more that we do this in little choices, big choices, formal practice, informal practice, um, the more that we will be able to hear that wisdom in the heart, that wisdom that is there when we get in touch with who we are, that oneness, and the wisdom speaks very loudly. And animals can also sense when we're approaching them from this open-hearted space. When we've let go of our ego, you know, we're not thinking, oh, I'm the human, you're the poor lowly animal, you know. We let go of our judgment when we're not saying, oh, you have this issue and that problem. I'm focusing on what's wrong with you. You know, we've got to let go of that. And when we let go of expectations, so we're not going there saying, okay, I've got 30 minutes. You've got to heal. Let's get on the program here. Come on. You know, we've got to try to let go of the expectation. They know when we approach them, letting go of all of these things, that we're being truly present that we're not asking anything of them, that we are just truly being. And when we do, they will come to us and want to connect. And this, when they do choose to come forward, that will support us to go deeper in our meditation practice. It will support us to go deeper into our own healing. And we will be able to support them when they need healing. We will access our own inner wisdom. We'll also be able to benefit from their wisdom. They will share their wisdom with us. We support each other, a beautiful circle of healing and support. We'll see it even with severely traumatized animals. 
feral animals, wild animals, abused animals, even ones that are normally really fearful, will quickly gain trust in us when we are in that open-hearted space where our wisdom is pouring through. I'm going to take a moment and unmute you guys and see if there are any comments or questions. All sounds good so far? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll meet you guys again. Okay. So we can see that um, if we go in to, if we want to share Reiki with an animal, we go in to sit with them, we go approach them, and we have an agenda, okay? So we forget the wisdom of our heart. And the Reiki precepts are pointing us to this wisdom. When we sit with our breath and remember we are the light, we are the universe, that's pointing us to this wisdom. But very often we forget it. And our animals are great teachers because we might go approach them and we've got an agenda, we have our ego, and we're saying, oh, you poor thing, you have all these problems, and thank goodness I'm here, I'm a healer, I'm going to help you, you poor little thing, just stay there, I'm going to beam some healing your way, you know. <laughs> we, we do this, we mean well, but we do it, but the animals are such great teachers, because with that kind of approach, the typical response you're going to get is a wide-eyed they're going to, you know, sometimes they call it the stink eye. They look at us like we're crazy. They're going to want to leave as soon as possible if they can. They might only stay two minutes, if that. If, you know, they're in a kennel and, you know, basically they can't leave, then we're going to see a lot of aggravation at our presence. They can't leave, but you can tell they want us to leave. Animals won't really tolerate connecting with us when we're in a space of ego. They're very honest judges of that. So if we are in that space of judgment, they will not have any part of it. So the great thing about animals is, you know, we might be able to bullshit a person, but you can't do that with the animals. So they'll help you to see when you're not quite in the right space, even if you mean well. And so... If you have that response from an animal, then you need to go back to the drawing board. (laughs) You need to go back to the precepts, go back to the breath, let everything fall away, and allow your heart's wisdom to come forth again. I've had that happen in a a Reiki treatment where it may happen three, four, five times in a half an hour period of time where I, I get it, then I lose it, then I have to go back and get it again then I lose it and then I get it and the animal's coming and going like I'll be with you no thanks I'm leaving okay I'll sit with you no thanks I'm leaving and that's okay animals often forgive us (laughs) but also you know it's good for for us to see the relationship between our own state of mind and and our emotional state and the animal's response that will encourage us to work harder in a Reiki practice and work harder at creating that beautiful radiance of Reiki 
um, so that the animals will um, want to be with us. So it's really important, um, like let's say you're, you're going to go into a shelter and you know there's going to be a lot of traumatized animals in there. So take some time, you know, before you walk into that shelter. Ground yourself, connect with the earth. You can use some of the practices we did tonight. Open your heart, you know, feel your heart and your mind expanding as big as the sky. Feel all that peacefulness. You know, get in touch with gratitude in this very moment. Get in touch with your sense of connectedness. Not the sense of, oh, I'm here to fix everything, you know, but your sense of groundedness, connectedness, gratitude. And now we're ready to walk into the shelter. Now our energy is open, it's welcoming, it's gentle, it's relaxing. Animals will love it. We can see now in shelters, animals may have been afraid, suffering, stress. Immediately, they're going to sense our energy and they're going to step into that. And they're going to start to change. They can't resist it. They love the compassion, the kindness, even the inner joy. We can all get in touch with that even when we're suffering. And that's what's so beautiful is that we can see animals who have come from a bad situation. In the Reiki space, they can shift almost immediately into peacefulness, into calm. You know, no matter how long they've been pacing and barking and whatever, a cat that's been hiding will come out. You know, we can see this shift almost immediately because, you know, underneath everything, we started tonight talking about, you know, what is your true self, that beautiful inner light, that beautiful heart wisdom, that's always there. So sometimes for animals, you know, just the way we build walls, animals also have walls sometimes because of the abuse or trauma or illness or suffering that can create walls. And so Reiki dissolves those walls and allows us to shine. And so we can see that almost instantly with animals who are suffering. And I I love the shelter animals because it's so, like, obvious with your eyes to see the change, but we can even see it in our own animals, our animals that we love, that have a very good life, but maybe, you know, they're suffering from an illness or have something. We can even see it in them. So we have to look deeper into the beautiful heart of the animal, the beautiful bright light that's shining, all the potential for healing that is there, and realize that is simply a reflection of the universe. And that is the wisdom of your heart, and that is the wisdom of Reiki. And so um, I'd like to do one more meditation tonight. So again, if you Close your eyes and have your spine nice and straight, shoulders and arms relaxed. And again, we're going to do some of that earth energy breathing. So on the in-breath, feel the earth energy coming up into your base of your spine and up into your heart. And on the out-breath, releasing emotions, fears, worries, thoughts. Breathing in the strength of the earth and breathing out 
And with each breath, feel more stillness and stability within you. Breathing in the earth and breathing into the earth. Breathing in the earth and breathing out into the earth. Breathing in and breathing out until you feel grounded and strong. And now I'd like you to bring an animal you'd like to share healing with to your mind and heart and see them here with you right now and feel your connection. like you to allow yourself to think about an experience you've had with your animal for which you're grateful and just see that experience and feel the gratitude welling up inside of you. Now I'd like you to think about some part of your animal, of their unique being that is so special. What is that so special about your animal? And just allow the gratitude again to well up and flow out from you. Thinking about how wonderfully unique they are. What is this special quality they have? And so as we're so full of gratitude for our animal, imagine now your heart can expand out of your body, creating this beautiful space of gratitude all around you. Thank you. Thank you. And and allow the animal to share this space with you. Imagine you can unify together within this beautiful space. All is perfect and balanced. And just breathing in the strength of the earth and breathing out this beautiful space of gratitude. and feeling all the healing potential for you and your animal in this moment. taking a moment to set your intention to finish and thank your animal all his beautiful blessings and for sharing this space with you and take a nice deep breath and slowly come back 
So in tonight's class, I've tried to give you several simple, short, little meditations to do to help cultivate that inner wisdom of the heart, or as I see, see it, you know, the Reiki wisdom. And when we do that, then we can listen to our intuition. We can harness our inner power. We can find courage to make you know, more balanced decisions, even in difficult situations. Um, we can really change our world from the inside, moving out, how beautiful that is. And that's really what this whole part of the Code of Ethics is about, is starting with ourself and how that can um, radiate outward. So in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about um, working with others, animals and people and other, you know, um, in society and so on. But I wanted to really focus on ourself first because that's, as you can see, it's so much about how it will shape everything we do. Everything we do with the animals starts with us. Everything we do with the animal um, people, when we work with um, the people who love the animals that we're with or we're in a shelter with the caretakers, the way that we work with them is really going to be dependent on this space inside of ourselves. And, you know, moving out into creating partnerships with animal organizations or um, veterinarians and people in the world, it's all going to really be colored by this part, our own um, spiritual practice for ourselves and also that radiance of our heart energy. It's going to really affect all these other things we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. So I'm going to unmute you guys and see if there are any comments or questions from tonight. Kathleen, this is Melanie. Yes, Melanie. The thing that was an epiphany for me tonight was that the of the difference between an agenda and an intention and i think they get confused for me maybe for everybody at some time or another where um i want so badly for a certain outcome for an animal mm-hmm. um, that i i really in setting the attention i'm setting an attention for a healing i don't i don't know the answer to um and the example for me this week is I'm working with a um, a little black lab who fell into a construction site and broke uh-huh. both front legs mm-hmm. and is now in very hard, hard splint casts like um, unable to move, is a wonderful little spirit. But, you, you know, I just desperately want her to heal. I desperately mm-hmm. want her to be able to run and play. And mm-hmm. um, And I think it was helpful hearing that the agenda really comes from ego and that setting an intention is really for whatever is needed, not for what I want um, mm-hmm. for the animal or for myself. So I, I need to practice on that, and I, I appreciated that in the meditation. So thank you. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, we all need to practice on that. <laughs> that's, that's our human nature for sure. Mm-hmm.
Anybody else? Any comments or questions from tonight? Well, I hope you enjoy um, working on these little mini meditations that we did tonight. Um, they're, they're short, but I think they're really powerful, and they kind of hopefully will help bring to life this part of the code of ethics into your own practice because um, I think, you know, hopefully as we go through this class, you'll see that each week kind of builds upon the next. So last week was really about our overview and knowing where we're coming from, and then this week is now how do we start to actually do it. And, um, and so hopefully that's, that's um, helpful um, to you, and we'll c- continue on in that vein next week. So um, I wish everybody beautiful blessings for the rest of the week um, for you and your animals and the animals you're caring for. And um, have a lovely evening, everybody. Good night. Thank Good you. night. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you. Blessings. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.